0: Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Tuesday, June 11th, 2019. Uh this week coming to you from my favorite chair by the window in the apartment in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Um I think it's been 12 days since the last podcast or 11, 11 or 12 days. Anyway, um, had a pretty good almost fortnight. Um, let's see, I'm looking through my notes that I started last week when I stopped at a coffee shop on the way to work. But um, basically, we've had some good weather finally, so spent a lot of time outdoors. And the weekend before last... I decided to get on my bicycle and ride around the neighborhood a bit. I rode around over to um the Whole Foods um on 3rd Street and 3rd Avenue. And the reason I went to Whole Foods is because they're one of the couple of places in New York that sells Grater's ice cream from Cincinnati, which is fantastic ice cream. It's very thick and creamy and old-fashioned and um they have Good variety of flavors, actually. And uh, they have black raspberry chocolate chip, which is sort of like the the um. flagship flavor of Grater. So I bought that, went to the little express line, made my one-item purchase, and raced out to my bicycle, unlocked it, and rode home in the heat before the ice cream could melt much um that's the first item on my notes of what i did (laughs) which was bike for ice cream but that's a pretty good way to start um i'd say the other place that sells um graders is fairway uh i think all the fairways do but i know the one in red hook has it and um my brother and sister-in-law upstairs. I got them into Graders, and sometimes they will purchase it. And my nieces are very aware that Graders is my favorite ice cream, particularly black raspberry chocolate chip. The Key Food on Atlantic Avenue, which is Key Food, is more of a you know quote unquote regular grocery store, um, a no-frill store. They had Graders for like a year, eight years ago, and then stopped, which. I guess I don't blame them because I feel like people that go to Key Food don't go looking for specialty ice creams like Graders. Um, but it was a bummer because for a while we lived down the block from the Key Food on Atlantic Avenue, and it was very easy for me to get Grater's ice cream, but no longer. Um, anyway, but one thing I noticed in Whole Foods is uh, they have a bar. Not the bar, like upstairs, which is like a dedicated hangout cafeteria-type thing where you can also go out on the roof, but... They had a bar, a small bar within the store itself, which I know is like a new trend um, in like sort of like high-end grocery shopping experiences, um, which I'm totally down with because I like doing that. Um, the uh, I think I've mentioned before that the new Big Kroger that opened near my parents' house in Cincinnati that replaced the older, really Big Kroger, but um, this new Kroger is more fancy and has a Murray's Cheese station island and has a bar with local beers um, that you can sit and have a drink at or also get growlers at so this whole foods in gowanus has it too now and um it was pretty small and it wasn't wasn't really open there was no one there and it didn't look like operational and looked like it would only have like i guess three seats it's like that width of a bar whereas the one in kroger in cincinnati for example was like eight seats wide but um but anyway it was like uh other half mckellar and threes brewing on tap which sounds good to me so the next time i bike over there i will perhaps have a drink if they're open and then ride home with my graders ice cream um so let's see what else it was my older niece's birthday we had a big family dinner at osaka on court street um and i realized that my two nieces were sitting in the window in the same way they were sitting four years ago, which I noticed from time hop the app time hop. And, uh, so I did a now and then photo with them and I showed them the photo first, which of course they love seeing old photos of themselves and they made the same faces and expressions. Um, so it was very cute, but I do love the big family dinners at Osaka just sitting back and I just love, I love family dinners anyway. Um, it's kind of cute to think that they're growing up in this neighborhood and just like all of their memories are going to be like, oh, we went to, we used to go to Osaka for birthdays, blah, blah, blah. Um, So that was pretty touching, I thought. Anyway, other random things that have happened the past couple of weeks, uh, due to a few Oliver related school activities, which happens a lot at the end of the school year, which it is now, um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work from home, work remotely, and I love doing that because I, I think I've mentioned this before. It's just a, um, I think it's a healthy, a mentally healthy um, change of pace to not go into the same place, the same, you know, four square foot patch of um, floor every day and do the same thing. I think it's good to like, you know, for me when I work remote, I like to go to a certain coffee shop for a while. I got my favorite seat and then I, walk home around lunchtime and eat and work from home or maybe go somewhere else and um so for this time I think um let's see I dropped off Oliver and then yeah, and then I went to sixty one local, worked there for a few hours, then went home, had lunch, worked there for a bit and then went to school and went to this big um this big presentation they did, which was very cute. Um they did a presentation his classroom did a presentation on um, life on the savannah in africa with like animals and you know they had you know they told us about the dangers of poaching and they had little little petitions that the grown-ups should sign to commit to not poaching and anyway it was very very cute but um but yeah i, I feel like the the like occasional work for, work remote day is just kind of like a mental necessity too also you you avoid the daily commute you know, which gives you a break from dealing with commuting. Um, anyway, big fan of that. I'm going to be doing that again, uh, next week because it's Oliver's stepping up ceremony, which is I, basically his graduation. So, so that'll be fun. Um, let's see, uh, this past weekend had a, uh, pretty eventful Saturday. Um, let's see, did a normal, normal running, went for a run, um, Oliver and I hung out in the backyard. Uh we've been hanging out in our little backyard and throwing tennis balls against the wall and um seeing if, you know, trying to reach certain high points. Uh so we've been doing that like three weekends in a row. And then and then um yeah, my brother-in-law and and two nieces were going to Prospect Park. And right when I found out about that, I got a text from my friend Howard saying that our friend Carrie was having her leaving New York picnic, which was which is sad, but the timing was perfect. I said, oh, I'm going to catch a ride to Prospect Park right now and come over. So we went and did that, and that was pretty fun. And uh, came back, and then my coworker uh, slash friend, um, <laughs> she's friend first, coworker second, uh, Leah texted and said that our coworker friend's kayla and former colleague terry were in the neighborhood and so met them at bar great harry and then um we came over to our place to my house and had a drink here and my brother-in-law brought some wine and we had uh, some of the beer out of my fancy fun Krups mini beer keg thing that i got for christmas that i'm still very much enjoying and still receiving for um torps they call them which are basically refills once a month um so that was really fun, and then there was a, a barbecue. We had a barbecue, and just the kids were running around, and and then uh, that was it. But it had been a pretty long day in the sun, and I had been you know day drinking, and essentially everyone f- crashed early, and I I was like at nine o'clock I was on the couch watching Grateful Dead live stuff on Amazon Prime, and probably like nodded off for a bit, and then I think I went to bed at like ten. So. That's the benefits of having a a full full summer day. Um, So that was a fun day. And then, uh, let's see, the next day, oh my gosh, the next day. uh, So there's this kid's book, picture book by Mo Willems, who is a beloved um, rock star of a children's author. And he has a book called Knuffle Bunny, um, or Nuffle Bunny, you could pronounce it with a silent K. Um, very cute book about a little girl who, um, who's like probably two years old and she has a beloved bunny stuffed animal that for the bulk of the story they can't find and her and her father and mother uh, run all over the neighborhood retracing their steps to find uh, this, this doll and at the very end they find it and Trixie the girl shouts knuffle bunny and those are her first ever words and it's very heartwarming and cute and the story takes place in park slope which is um they don't come right out and say it but it's you know it's not if you you know what park slope looks like it's very obviously park slope and and certain locations in park slope are thanked in the in the forward or whatever so um anyway at the school auction we one of the items up for purchase to fundraise um to donate money was a walking tour of locations in knuffle bunny um as led by the school librarian um who happens to be a deadhead by the way which is pretty awesome anyway um so the day came around and it was sunday so at noon we met at ps107 which is uh, seen in knuffle bunny over on eighth avenue and 13th street in park slope and we went on a big walking tour we walked up to prospect park west we walked into the park at the harmony playground, the ninth street playground, which is behind the stage of the band shell and, um, hence harmony playground. And then we walked through that sort of like shaded path between that area north up to the picnic house and continued on the shaded path under the big arch bridge, which is called the meadow. Now I can't remember the meadow, not meadow brook, not Meadowlark lark lemon. Um, the meadow top something arch. And then through to like the statues of um <clears throat> the father of Prospect Park, but it wasn't Olmsted or Vox, someone else. Um Stranahan, which is in the Grand Army Plaza entrance. And then we went into the public library with the quote with the sort of funny um spur of the moment thought that we could ask the librarian if they've seen knuffle Bunny. Uh they didn't, but we took a chance to like read some books there. When, when looked at the uh, Grand, Grand Army Plaza Arch, which is under construction, you're not allowed to go under the Grand Army Plaza Arch until at least the end of 2020, because there's falling debris and they have to deal with that, which is a bummer, but we did look at it. I never realized that inside the arch are sculptures of Abraham Lincoln and um, Ulysses S. Grant, and the librarian mr marcus was saying oh you know let's ask let's ask abraham lincoln if they've seen knuffle bunny if he's seen knuffle bunny and um we brought along a friend of oliver's from school and (laughs) it was very cute he's a little six-year-old with glasses and he walked up as close as he could to the arch which was under construction he said abraham lincoln have you seen knuffle bunny which was very funny um then we finished the tour at Apple Hills in Prospect Heights on Vanderbilt. And the librarian like, told us ahead of time he was going to do this. He snuck in very quickly before us to, quote unquote, see if there was room. And he explained what he was doing to the to the um, people behind the counter. And when we came in and we ordered our ice cream and we went to the register, um, the kids asked, Oliver and his friend asked, have you seen Knuffle Bunny? And all of a sudden they said, yes. And they pulled out. Um, a doll of Knuffle Bunny, which they sell. I didn't know that. And it was really magical. It was like um, the look on the kids' faces was like what you would expect in a movie. They were just stunned and delighted beyond belief and couldn't believe it and happy and surprised. And anyway, very fun day, very fun day. Um, I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we won this auction item. I can't remember what we spent, you know, something like something like a hundred bucks, which is totally worth it. A, for the experience, it probably would have been worth it. And, um, you know, if it's like, oh, we got that and supported the school, it's pretty pretty win-win. Um, and uh, so that was two and a half hours in the sun, so that was took a lot out of all of us. Um, that evening I rehearsed in Dumbo with I Get Wild, which is my group of friends. Annie and Ray and Jeremy and Mike and Stephanie and uh, we are uh, you know, just part of the three ring bender at threes Brewing so we're getting ready for our gig tomorrow actually June um, 12th if anyone hears this and is in Brooklyn and wants to come um, tomorrow Wednesday June 12th I guess it'll be today by the time I post this. Um, we're playing late uh, relatively I mean rock and roll it's not late but we're playing at 11 which is later than most three shows but the idea is we're going to play after the national show and prospect park ends and gets out because basically all of our friends and you know quote unquote fan base probably be there so we thought let's not compete and let's just also see what happens i think it's also a fun thing to like i think the threes people are, are thinking like you know this is let's see if something like this can actually work from a booking point of view but either way it'll be fun just to play with these people um and i we all know at least a few people that have committed to coming so (laughs) there will be people there which I'm, i'm happy about and um um including my friend peter from cincinnati uh who has decided to take a few days off work and fly in and go to these two national shows and just Spend a couple of days in Brooklyn, which I think sounds like a fine idea. Um, he just landed. He got, he texted me before, um, before I started recording this. So anyway, that's been the last 12 days, uh, moving on to, uh, books. Well, I'm still reading, I think I'd mentioned Grant and I by Robert Forster from, um, the go-betweens. This is his memoir that came out a couple of years ago. Um, it's a, it's a penguin, Australian penguin edition I have that I have borrowed from my friend Elaine. Uh Elaine sent it to me via her husband Baxter, who I play in Garden of the Ark with. Um, when we met up at Pioneer Works for that people, big red machine show. And uh we we all like went out late into the night and talked late into the night and talked a lot about Australian music because Elaine's from Sydney, I should mention. And um so the next, next Garn of the Ark practice, which is a few days later, Baxter pulled out of his bag and goes, oh, before I forget. And it was the Robert Forster memoir. So I'm excited to read that. And by the way, Robert Forster is not the actor, of course, Robert Forster. <clears throat> but um, Robert Forster from Brisbane, Australia, from the go-betweens. Um, but yeah, I'm halfway through. He's just, they've just like had their first success with Rough Trade, um, with their album, first album, I guess, which is where I am right now. But, you know, again, it's just like communicated to me or illustrated to me clearly just how a great memoir by anyone really is just fantastic. It's just like, I'm loving learning about his life. Uh, and I mean, I'm a go-between fan, but like casual. I'm not obsessed and I'm not like waiting to hear like how they recorded such and such. I'm just enjoying this really great story about a person who grew up in Australia in the 60s and 70s and then moved to London in the 80s and moved back to Australia and it's um fascinating story to hear about other people's lives that are so similar to yours and but you know just in such different circumstances. Um so yeah, music. Um I didn't listen to too much new music the past week and a half. I've just been um uh let's see listening a lot of june 1990 grateful dead which i like to do in june um it's one i love june 90 so i've been listening to that but i did listen to the new bonniverr singles that um they released he released and um they're great i think one's called you letter you you man like and the others hey ma um today i listened to the new his golden messenger uh single because his golden, Mike from his golden messenger announced the new album, which is coming out in September on Merge. Um, I got to hear much of the record in December when I was up at um, uh, Long Pond, the National Recording Studio in um, in Hudson, and uh, because it was recorded, the album was recorded there, and so. I um, we're like, oh, they're like, let's hear a few. You want to hear a few his songs? Like, yeah, um, and I I'm a huge his golden messenger fan, so it was a thrill to hear and I'm like ah, finally like six months later, I get to like now actually be able to listen <laughs> to at least this song um more than once uh with someone else. You know, I can actually control when to listen to it and listen to it a lot. I've already listened to it like five times today um the song is called i need a teacher um and i've been listening I, I read a musician magazine from 94 which is uh when frank zappa passed away so i've been listening to the one frank the only frank zappa out of his 400 records or whatever that um i would say i know pretty well kind of and it's says randomly it says 1988 i think it is live album broadway the hard way which is w- with his eight lady late, late 80s band and um I got into it because Sting sings on a song on it. Um, I got into this album back then because Sting was on it, which that's what got me to listen to it. And um, they do a cover of Murder by Numbers, um, interpolated at the beginning and end with the jazz classic Stolen Moments. Um, But it's really funny. Frank talks to the crowd throughout the show, throughout the album, and he introduces Sting very funnily. And I highly recommend you seek out Murder by Numbers by Frank Zappa with Sting from the, from the live album Broadway the Hard Way. The album is so interesting. It's, you really see how Fish just like got so much from Frank Zappa and clearly revered Frank Zappa. Because listening to this 1988 Frank Zappa live album, it sounds like fish, like it flat out sounds like fish. It's pretty wild. Um, huh, that's it for music, really. I'm um, yeah, moving, I can wrap this up pretty soon. Moving on to beer. Um, we just had some old favorites, brew, brewery wise, but, um, but beer wise, had some new ones. But down at Bar Great Harry, they've had a few Suarez great beers from Suarez Family Brewery. Um, they had Walk Don't Run, which I had. Um, and had with my friend Kayla, and then Hecto, which is this really weird, hoppy, dry hoppy lager. I guess it was, but it it was it had this unique. It occupied the new, unique place of being incredibly unusual um, and unique. Yet I could have it. I could have more than one which I did, I had two, but usually when you have an unusual beer, you're like, oh, that's really interesting, but I'm going to go back to what I'm what's more normal for the next one. But no, it was like, I feel like they'd almost invented a new genre. <laughs> um, so that was Hecto, H-E-C-T-O, and then the Walk, Don't Run was great too. Um, and went down to other half, this was a week the week before last, and they had this great beer called the Big Brecky Sando, which I think was done with a Californian, brewery which i now can't remember it was a collaboration but um it was a classic other half hazy just like um ambrosia like ipa so i can tell that this episode went on long because it actually just cut me off this again the uh dealing with the mobile version of GarageBand on my iphone so um i guess i'll just call it off now and then try to do a little finagling and uh, garage band on the desktop to make this all as seamless as possible. If it isn't as seamless as possible, um, please forgive me, which I'm sure you will if you've made it this far. So I guess uh, reporting from my favorite chair by the window uh, at 11 o'clock at night on Tuesday, June 11th. This has been episode number 23 of the Conrad Life Report. Um, See you next time.